You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Crump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. Eli over the top for Hickson. Oh, he juggled and caught it. Touchdown. What a play. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike, the Cranky Fan. What's up, Mike? Welcome back. What are you, Mr. Cotter? Mm-hmm. Where did we go? <laughs> it's it's a, It's been a crazy week. I'm sure everybody else has been running around doing their holiday stuff. I know I have. Cranky Fan's been all over the place. Um, I've been working late hours. So, sorry, the episodes are sort of back-to-back like this. You're getting a Thursday episode, you're getting a Friday episode, and, you know, happy holidays. I hope you guys all have a great holiday since you've all had a miserable season with us. Next year is a new year. Um, But, so, whatever, we apologize for... The, uh, we apologize for this opening too, as we appear yeah. a little punch drunk. Have we taped this at eleven oh three p.m. on a Wednesday night? Jesus Christ, after, is it that late? After the uh, cranky fans' holiday party. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the Arizona Cardinals uh, are hosting the two and twelve New York Giants. The Cardinals are six and eight. They are officially out of the playoff hunt, and to no surprise to me, because they fucking suck. I I don't understand how they've held on to Carson Palmer as long as they have. They have bled him dry. Um, for a guy who never really did anything ever, really. I mean... Uh, he had that one year where he was like Pro Bowl material for like three quarters of the season, and then he completely shit the bed in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean, I get the reason you sign a guy like him. I'm not against that. But I mean, has he done anything in the last three years that makes you keep him? I mean, I mean, you're right. Carson Palmer is an example of there are oh many, so many quarterbacks that are serviceable in the NFL. And if you think he might be one of them, you're going to overspend and overplay him until you are proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are wrong. And that's what he is. He's a he's a guy that will probably play until he's 38 years old because – when Arizona gets rid of them, there'll be some shit team that's going to take a shot, make them a backup. Someone's going to get hurt. And in week seven is some meaningless season. Now coming in to start for name the suck team, the Houston Texans or <laughs> whoever, Carson Palmer. The, the corpse of Carson Palmer comes out there. Yeah, so uh, Carson Palmer is actually already hurt. Um <laughs> No, I mean, you know, all kidding aside, I I went to whatever. It doesn't matter. He he broke his arm, um, and Arizona's been playing Blaine Gabbert for a few games now, and they've officially sat Gabbert for Drew Stanton, who I didn't even know was still on a roster. Uh, he's thirty three years old. He's been a career backup. He's never it's, uh, whatever. So and and. You wonder why Colin Kaepernick is suing the NFL for collusion. Yeah, that is. We just we just said the names Blaine Gabbert and what other suck job quarterback are you talking about? Drew Stanton. So Drew Stanton yes. is actually starting against the New York Giants. Um, I I find it ridiculous that Arizona is able to be six and eight. Uh, and it's got to be solely on the strength of their defense. If you actually look at the offensive comparison between these two teams the Giants we, we have said from the get-go the offense has been broken um total yards per game I want you to guess who is who 
I don't think it really matters. Uh, one team, 319.9 yards per game. The other team, 311 yards per game. Impotent. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So, I mean, these are almost identical offenses. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's pathetic considering that Eli's been starting. But, I mean, we're also without the best wide receiver we have, you know, we, the yeah, litany we of know, excuses add goes on. all the problems we've had on yeah. offense. And- so, I mean, I guess it's been solely on the strength of their defense. And, you know, also Bruce Arians is a pretty damn good coach. Uh, he, he's, he's a guy that the players definitely believe in and – the coaching staff believes in, the organization believes in. So, you know, I guess the point I'm making is Arizona is a good team that's been struggling with an old, underperforming quarterback who has now been replaced by a never-has-been and a never-will-be. <laughs> um, That makes them perfect candidates to move up in the draft for a quarterback, doesn't it? Could be, uh, you know, the more of these teams that are out there that are trade options for the Giants, the more critical it is to get the worst pick as possible to give yourself the most amount of options. Um, you know, we've been debating for a few weeks now, and we will between now and April on the viability of any of these guys to be franchise quarterbacks and can't miss guys. So as we all know, there's always a worse GM than what you have, and some people overvalue something that you don't. And if a team like Arizona wants to knock our socks off to get the number two pick or number three, depending on what the Colts end up or, you know, we're, we're going to listen. Yeah. Of course, we'll throw that caveat in. Of course, we have no idea who our GM and our coach will be and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you like to have options. Yeah. And, you know, when I look at Arizona's offense, I immediately think Baker Mayfield for some reason. Uh it's certainly uh, something to watch as Giants fans are watching their team lose miserably for the 13th game this year. Uh, a record-setting 13th game this year, I might add. Giants have never lost 13 games in a season, but there's always 2017. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so We had this conversation next week and we're talking about never lost 14 games in a season. Oh, Christ. Um, Let's get it over with. Yeah, is there a thing. mercy rule? Uh, Cut this bitch. So, you know, when you're watching this game, take a good look at Arizona and see see if you can find the problems on this team and tell me it's something other than the quarterback and that that doesn't make them a perfect candidate to throw away next year's first-round pick to move up and get one get one of these guys. Um, you know, is it something I would do? I don't know. Probably not. But it doesn't mean that they won't do it. Uh, and it doesn't... It also doesn't mean that it's not the right choice. Uh, I was a little skeptical the Redskins moving up for uh, RG3 that one year. And, you know, it turns out that his career was a wash, but you could make the argument that had he not played on an injured knee, we'd be, you know, in the tank. He was the second coming of Michael Vick. He was potential. Uh, I was nervous about it being in the division for a while. Hell yeah. Yeah, right from the get-go. Um, it's, just a, it's a good thing that Daniel Snyder is such a shithead that he can't. He didn't have a uh, a real field. He played in my, if you remember that playoff game where he blew out his knee, it was such a shit mess. Yeah, it was like a landslide they were playing. And it, just, it just happens, you know? Yeah, and, and you could also make the argument that Mike Shanahan should have never been playing him. Uh, right. Because he exactly. had just tweaked that knee earlier. 
and I believe there was some controversy over um, what's his name, Doctor Robert Anderson. Um, he had advised against playing him or some shit. Like, I don't know what, what doesn't matter. The point is Washington really leveraged the future on it. And I, when it initially happened, thought that that was too much to give up. And then pretty quickly that year, I was rethinking my position and maybe they know a lot more than I know. Uh, so, you know, it may be the right decision for Arizona to trade up potentially with the New York giants, swapping places and, you know, 2019 first round picks or whatever. Uh, for a quarterback to lead this team to the future because Carson Palmer is not leading this team anywhere other than the hospital. So the siren song is the the potential for a, a quarterback that can lead you for the next 12 years. And you always see it every year in the draft, you know, the mock drafts and stuff. Some quarterback who's 14, 15, all of a sudden is 10, all of a sudden is 8, and before you know it. It's the first pick. Yeah. So that's yeah. good news for the Giants for A, if they are interested in getting this guy or B, trade value to trade down. For sure. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I think the situation might be so, – well, they're going to have other issues because I'm not sure Larry Fitzgerald is going to come back next year. Um. I think he's probably so far past his prime. It's a less of a hit than other people think. Um, but they're definitely going to need to replace his talent on that roster also. So, I mean, you know, perhaps they're going to go a different direction with that. I don't know. Regardless, when I look at this game, again, if if the Giants play anything like they played against Philly... They have a real shot to win this game. I mean, Arizona just sucks. The, the, I mean, they lost to Washington 20-15. to 15. That's not horrendous. But, I mean, they beat Tennessee 12-7. to 7. I mean, ugh, is there an uglier score in the history of football? Uh, you know, I think probably the most impressive thing is that they were able to beat Jacksonville. But, again, 27-24, really close. I, I just... They might win by the saving grace that they're playing on the if, West if, Coast. If, if these weren't the New York Giants, I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. But. No, it, I'm just saying there's there is a more of a chance than I would ever say for a two and twelve team versus a six and eight team, uh, <laughs> especially based on what we saw last week. So we have reached the bottom of the barrel here on the Just Giants podcast, we where <laughs> we're making statements like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a bad season but there are good things to talk about um i'm gonna say landon collins by the way sits for this game he was a game time decision against the eagles he re-injured himself uh, i believe it was his ankle um in the second quarter he did not play for the rest of the game i'm gonna say he's probably he's shut down for the rest of the year i'm gonna say there's no reason to play him yeah but on on so we're gonna break away from the game a little bit here um but Landon Collins was given Pro Bowl honors, second ro- uh, year in a row, third-year player. That's that's outstanding. That is really great stuff. So um, we gotta start. We gotta start thinking about Landon Collins when we're thinking about these big contracts that are going to be owed to some key people. Absolutely. In the next couple of years. I mean, Beckham is coming. Before you know it, Collins is coming. You know, the, the 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 offensive linemen, their time is coming. So. You know, somebody's gonna have to, you know, pay the price for all this. I don't, 
I wonder who it's going to be. Yeah, I, I I think Landon Collins is a solid candidate for an extension. Uh, the sooner that they could get him inked to this team, the better. Uh, he is not just a great player in the backfield. I think he's a big he's an emerging leader. I don't think he was born to lead, but I think he is earning the respect of everybody. Um, I think he's certainly earned the respect of uh, the other defensive backs. He he communicates really well. Um, and he's an all-around baller. I mean, he really does do it all. And I guess what I'm going to say is, so we were sort of discussing this, um, I think before the game against Philly. Um, is Landon Collins Jerry Reese's best, best catch? Because, you know, we outlined this in the last podcast, and I say it all the fucking time, but, you know, with the draft... That's 50% Jerry Reese and it's 50% uh, Mark Ross. So Jerry Reese's big criticism is that he never moves around and he always just picks a guy and maybe he ignores the offensive line or whatever he does. The point is is that Jerry Reese just picks off of the board that Mark Ross compiles, Mark Ross and his team. Uh, Landon Collins, on the other hand, he made an active move to move up to the very top of the second round. I think we traded away only a fourth round pick to get him. And obviously our second round spot, uh, and he took Landon Collins, and that is an absolute home run. I mean, there's not a doubt in my mind. I mean, he was a first year starter. He had a shaky year, but the whole defense was pretty shaky that year. And then that second year Pro Bowl player, third year Pro Bowl player on a bad team. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's up for debate. But is Landon Collins Jerry Reese's best, best, best asset, best accolade? I really can't think of somebody else. I really can't either. I mean, someone like Justin Pugh or that that's not. But again, that was just, he just, he didn't move. He fell to him. They picked him. So that's why Odell Beckham doesn't really count either. Uh, You know, it's not like Jerry Reese made any move to get him. It was simply that that accolade is shared with Mark Ross in their evaluation. Um. Mm -hmm. This one, I mean, Jerry Reese had to really wheel and deal to make it happen. I mean, his other times of wheeling and dealing have resulted pretty badly. Um, you know, Ryan Nassib was a trade-up in the draft. Um, you know, you could make some argument. Well, would, would, you, would you say Ryan Nassib was a – I mean, they weren't going to re-sign him. Well, I'm not I, saying it was terrible. Job. It's just not something that you would even compare to competing with acquiring. Oh, of course not. But I wouldn't say that was a, a mistake or a disaster. I mean, no. it was just kind of – he did exactly what his job was. Be prepared in case Eli went down. It, fortunately for the Giants, he never had to go down. Um, I mean, there might have been some key re-signs. I mean, you know, so we were we were also discussing this. Like, maybe one of Jerry Reese's best moves was not taking the bait and re-signing a player that was past his prime. Uh, you know, Victor Cruz, Rashad Jennings, Justin Tuck, O.C. Uminyora, Steve Smith, Antro Rolls. Yeah, uh, Linval Joseph. I mean, you can make the argument that Linval Joseph is playing phenomenally in Minnesota. Jonathan Hankins, you know, maybe we miss him more than we thought. Eh. But, I mean, were, were they really – did we have the money to do that is sort of the no. question. Right. Um, so the right move was not – Robbing Peter to pay Paul by like, trying to sign him. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know that Jerry Reese as a GM has been badly. I think the general philosophy that this 
management staff has had to acquire skill players before acquiring core players has been the big problem. Because, I mean, the real thing that you can look at and say, this team has ignored this, is the offensive line. And, linebacker. And, and linebacker, yeah. Those are the two biggest things. Uh, and it's going to take a couple years to build that back up. For sure. But, you know. And also, again, we don't know what type of offense the next head coach and offensive coordinator are going to bring in here, too. So it's really at a real flux. You can't, you know, hopefully they'll use some of the assets we have going forward, but you just don't know. I mean, I hate being in this kind of, I hate to give these same answers all the time, and I give it to the grump all the time. We don't know who the GM is. We don't know what's going to happen in free agency. You know, it's it's frustrating, but it's, it's true. I don't know. I, I guess I'm just – I'm pretty happy for Landon Collins. Uh, it's been a bad year for the Giants. I'm sure it's not been easy for them to stay focused and do their jobs. You know, on top of having to deal with it yourself, of playing a shit game where things don't go right and you're losing and then you go to practice and you're fucking, your fucking – your fellow teammates are walking out of the building. I mean then you have to get in front of a podium and answer questions like, oh, what happened there? And, you know, you have to remain professional and whatever. And, like, I get it. That's your job. That's what you signed out for. It just can't be easy, you know? It it must be difficult. And for a guy to stay as focused as he stayed and perform at such a high level that he is respected by his peers and fans alike to be voted to a Pro Bowl on a 2-12 and season, likely 2-14 and season, that's really good for him. I'm proud of him. Um... Especially, I'm sure he's got a chip on his shoulder because he thought he was the best safety in the in the draft, and he fell to the second round. So, and, and I guess so. I, th- this whole conversation started uh, going back to Landon Collins needing to be extended, in my opinion, for this team. Uh, I was watching videos of Sean Taylor, uh, the late Sean Taylor, and I I stumble across the YouTube video of him in the Pro Bowl when he just came in like a missile and wiped out a punter on a fake punt. I just was thinking, like, my God. I, I don't think Landon Collins is, is Sean Taylor, but he's pretty close, and we need to lock this guy up right now because had Washington been able to keep Sean Taylor for as long as they wanted to keep him, this the, Eli Manning's career would be very different, different than what it ended up being. Good point, good point. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we had to look. We'll we'll do plenty of analysis once the season is over, what our cap number is and everything and how we could, we could fit him in relative to everybody else. But I think I think he's priority number one right now. Yeah. Him and Justin Pugh, I would say, are – Justin Pugh might get priority nod only because he's got more of a time limit. Mm-hmm. But. But, you know, something, we lock him up and we kind of keep – more of that core of the defense that was signed after the 2015 season, you know, keep knowing they're going to be around for the next three, four years together is big. It, it really is. Um, it's also a bit of a PR move, and the Giants are in a little bit of PR hell. <laughs> it's, you, you'd think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it sounds like a stupid little thing. It's just one more thing to throw into the pile. But I mean, it's one of the reasons why the Saints dumped a ton of money into Drew Brees when they did. It was on the heels of their Bounty Gate scandal. Um, and they needed the fan base to have something to be excited about. It was something they were probably going to do anyway. It just put a little rush on the matter. So, 
And I mean, this is as chaos as the Giants get. It doesn't get any worse than this for the organization. There's nobody running the team right now. Yeah. From an organizational and a game level, no one's running the ship. And we have two weeks before that's over. Yeah. We can at least say we can stop focusing on preparing for these meaningless games. We can get everybody get in-house, get the right personnel in that can start making decisions for this team. What's what's the philosophy going to be? Who's the coach going to be? What's the plan going to be going forward? Yeah. My only fear is my only fear is these last two games somebody gets hurt and they are out for 12 months. Yeah. No That's nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Right. Um before this rudderless sailless ship heads into the off season, uh they do have to face the Arizona Cardinals and once again face the Washington Redskins this week at 4:25 on Christmas Eve. In Arizona, they'll face the 6-8 Arizona Cardinals. What is your prediction on the game? I think it's the most meaningless game in New York Giants football history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a prediction or a fact. <laughs> um, the question is, can we build any momentum that we saw last week from Philly, take it 2,500 miles west, and try to hit lightning in a bottle again? Uh I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think uh, you know, reality kind of hits. I think. I think it's kind of a weird thing. You know, the the firing of McAdoo put the team into a bit of a malaise. Last week was kind of one of those. You're out of that malaise and you're fired up. The loss just sends you back down again. I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to see bad Eli again. But you never know when it's going to hit again with so many lack of so many weapons out there and lack of protection and things. I, I I'm going to put this at a 17 10 loss. Yeah, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I'm predicting a 17 10 loss or a 17 9 loss if we can kick a fucking extra point. Uh, this is a this is a good defense we're playing against. I think I think just like you said, it, it had they had beaten the Philadelphia Eagles as close as they were to winning, had they beaten them, I think I'd be making a different prediction right now. Not that it even matters, but I, I do think that that, that loss was gut wrenching. They came up to play. Everyone on that team, scrubs and all, came out to play, and it still wasn't enough. Um, and I, I think they go in there, and I think that typically speaking, the Giants have a hard time playing in Arizona. Uh, so I'm thinking when it's not a, it's not a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, it doesn't count. I mean, you have a whole week of <gasps> know, being in I town. Know. So I know, I know. It's um, and I also think that you know, with two weeks left, Christmas is the next day. These players are subconsciously on it's the done. same level that we are, where we just it, we just want it to end. We're all um, we're all done. We are we are tired. This has been the longest season of our lives, and you know, quite frankly, there's nothing left to play for. I mean, guys that have guaranteed contracts are done. Guys that are playing, you know, guys that are playing for new contracts have enough tape already that people know what they are. I don't buy the, well, you know, you can see they were loafing and everything. That doesn't mean anything. These guys are professionals. They understand what what the situation is. So, I. I I, I just uh, – I, I get what you're saying about Arizona being one of the worst teams in the league and they suck and blah, blah, blah. But when you are when you suck as well, that doesn't really mean anything. 
Yeah, just lose. I mean, there's there's a real shot that Giants could win because Arizona sucks. I'm still saying it's 17-10 or 17-9 Arizona. I, I I just I don't see it happening. The defense is too good over there. There's no heart left in this team. Landon Collins won't play right from the get go. Um, there's just you know the starting talent isn't there. So and the depth isn't there either. Yeah. Either, so, so you know you just well you just. <laughs> You just get real sad and slip into <laughs> slip into the holiday spirit. Um, well, the good thing is when the game will be over about seven thirty Eastern time. So you only have a half hour before the twenty four hours of Christmas story comes on. So Ugh, barf, just <laughs> barf all over the place with that movie. Um, I'll probably be drunk, so uh, I'll probably be a really good follow for that game. Um, on Twitter at football underscore grump, I will give you all my super honest analysis. Um, I <laughs> I will be on the West Coast starting my Christmas vacation in Oregon, so uh, I may or may not even be in front of a TV for the beginning of the game. It depends on how long our drive is. If not, I'll be faithfully listening on Sirius Satellite Radio. Plug. Good sponsors, if you'd like, but uh, I'll be listening to the soft tones of Bob Papa and uh, Carl Banks. <laughs> and you can find our soft Dosset tones <laughs> on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, Just Giants. Uh, just search Just Giants either in the iTunes store or on SoundCloud.com. Follow us, subscribe to us, give us a five star rating. We love you too. Um, every episode is bumped on Twitter at Just Giants Pod. Um, don't get too upset because the offseason is coming. It's it's Christmas all over again. We're heading towards free we'll agency re- in the draft. We'll be rejuvenated for sure once this shitty season's over. Um, you'll catch my ranting and ravings of all the stuff going on with me on Twitter at the Cranky Fan. And as the Grump said, if you could download and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, we'd really appreciate it. If you could leave a five-star rating and a nice review, the more giant fans who do that the more we can catch and listen to us the more we can interact with you and try to have a coherent conversation which we quite often don't do because we either talking to stupid people or we're drunk ourselves so (laughs) it's true Uh, as one last thing for a schedule for next week it is still up in the air Uh, i will be traveling uh, throughout the the west coast uh we will try to get at least one show in can't guarantee it so you might have some reruns. Maybe we'll throw back, you know, no, season six is week six, week six, ah, week six is episode to rerun. They do it on TV all the time. Why can't we do that? <laughs> I might even fly solo. Who knows? Uh, it's all up in the air. It had this season meant something more. Uh, we'd probably figure something out, but I know Grump. Let's do a clip show. You know, like when oh. Seinfeld had its hundredth hundredth episode, they had clips of the uh, funny bits from the first hundred episodes. Highlights, can, uh... yeah. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how funny we are to everybody besides us, but oh yeah, after seven seconds, that show's over. We'll, <laughs> we'll reassess that decision. All right, guys. We don't talk to you before. Everybody have a very merry Christmas, and we appreciate you guys following. And listening to our little broadcast, we have a lot of fun doing this, and we couldn't do it without you guys. So we know this is a very painful season, but uh, we will hold hands and jump into the abyss and come out the other side. (laughs) Stronger. Uh, Have have a safe and happy holiday, and uh, 
we'll see you at the latest, the beginning of 2018. So. Eh, we'll get through the last uh, – we'll be around for the last game against Washington. We'll, we'll say something in the most meaningless giant game in history. Oh, yeah. Sure, dude. Let's go, Giants.